Coming up on Stu Does America, how far will a man have to go to overcome obscene COVID restrictions and fill his belly with Thanksgiving food to the point of extreme danger? We'll just ask Jeffy because he probably knows the answer to that. And people ask my, uh, me all the time how my wife came up with her brand, Lisa Page Made Me Do It. Uh, well, she made me do it. It's because of me. And she's going to make you do it too. What is it? It doesn't matter. Resistance is futile. Believe me, she's my wife. Just follow her on Instagram at Lisa Page Made Me Do It. Before we dive in today, I want to tell you about a few new products from the Students America team. You know, you need stocking stuffers for the upcoming holiday season. Why not knock it out uh, now? They've got the Black uh, Friday uh, sales already starting. Starting with this uh, Santa, Santifa Claus sweatshirt. What, who is Santifa Claus? He's the uh, combination of Santa Claus and Antifa. Uh, yeah, you're going to want to see this. Uh, StuDoesMerch.com is a place you can go to get it. Uh, we also have this wonderful holiday scene. If you need a Christmas sweater, this is great. It's not a riot. It's just a mostly peaceful tree lighting. Sure, the Christmas tree is on fire behind it, but you'll love that. And also, Nancy Pelosi sucks pen. There's a few of these left, I think, by the time you hear this. Uh, we thought we were getting enough for the whole season, and we totally uh, did not. Uh, but there's a few left, so if you want to get a stocking stuffer, it's our most famous item. Nancy Pelosi sucks on the pen. Let's do it uh, for America. And let's be honest, Thanksgiving break starts for me in like under an hour. So, I mean, let's get this thing going. Let's cover some of the big stories, especially the delicious ones. We start by doing Waffle House. Stu does America. Scattered, smothered, covered, chunked, diced, peppered, capped, topped, and country. If you are in a certain area of America, you may very well know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Waffle House and their freaking hash browns, which are delicious. I get them scattered, smothered, and covered. Do we have the menu? Look at this. I mean, look at all the things. What, what do these mean? Scattered means they kind of break them up into a big plate instead of having them in the little circle. Smothered was with sautéed onions. Love that. Covered with melted cheese. Yes. Scattered, smothered, covered. That's the stew combination. Uh, chunked. You can get ham in there. Diced grilled tomatoes. I'd go diced every once in a while. Peppered with spicy jalapeno peppers. Might try that too. Uh, capped with mushrooms. Eh, I hate mushrooms. Uh, topped with chili. And country means some sausage gravy. Not exactly my thing, but I can understand if it's your thing. Waffle House is an American tradition. When the world breaks down, Waffle House is always there for you. It's always right off the highway for you to kind of just pull in and stuff your gullet with some hash browns and waffles and then hit the road again. We love Waffle House. And Waffle House has a little bit of a connection, sort of the, it's a little bit of the American fabric, I think, built into it. They have the American spirit built into this. Uh, Walt Amer, uh, he is uh, the CEO of Waffle House. And he started talking a little bit about the pandemic and what that means, not only for Waffle House, but for America in general. And I think his words connect pretty closely with this audience and I think the American people. He said a lockdown, if you're going to have another lockdown, he said a lockdown is going to put a lot of people out of work. It's really not about the business. It's about the people. These people have jobs. They have livelihoods. They need to take care of their families. This is something lost in the mainstream media. People forget that, you know, these are real people out there. It's easy to say, oh, we need lockdowns. I mean, we, we got to keep everybody at home because we're going to cut the virus. Well, you know, look, we could all, I guess we could all wrap ourselves in plastic bags and the virus would probably go away. We'd all suffocate, but the, but the virus would probably go away. If we had panic rooms, we could all go into individual panic rooms and eventually, yes, the virus would go away. But at what cost? 
look, I, as you know, if you listen to this show and you've paid attention to it over the years, what I've been or over the year, I guess it seems like years with this uh, pandemic. You know that I take this seriously, and I do think that there are things we can do to limit the spread until a, a medical or technological solution comes along to really stop this so we can open up the economy in a real way, not in this way where we're all wearing masks and there's like 25 percent capacity and, you know, half the people are terrified. I mean, in the real way where we get back to normal. That is possible. I think it's going to be coming relatively soon. I'm optimistic for that end. Um, but. There's a, there's a disconnect between the people in the media who are telling you and harassing you about all these safety measures and lockdowns and the people who are actually affected by them. And uh, Amer, the CEO of Waffle House, brought that up. He said, none of the people who, have to, who make the decisions to shut down businesses and impact people's livelihoods ever have their own livelihood impacted. The people making the decisions are not paying the same price that the workers in this country are paying. And it's true. Um, you know, you look at this. There's no government. Uh, I mean, the government doesn't get shut down from this stuff. They all get to go to work or at least get to keep getting paid. Maybe they get to work from home. Maybe they don't do anything and get their check. But there's no government paychecks that are evaporating in this situation. It's regular people. Uh, it's people who are in the workforce that are having to deal with this. Uh, he said um, uh, he said there's only two dozen Waffle Houses in the entire country closed to the pandemic. The only reason we think we should shut a dining room at this point is that the local government made us do so. Uh, the National Restaurant Association said in September, think of this impact. In September, they said 100,000 American restaurants have shuttered their doors since the pandemic began. 100,000. Uh, it's 2,000 per state on average. It's a massive, massive number. Uh, he also brings up the stimulus uh, situation says the stimulus helped a lot of restaurants more importantly early on. Uh, but you can't value what you can't value enough is someone's peace of mind and security that they have a job that they can count on. Governments can't replace all the salaries in the economy that you want to shut down. We've got to find safe ways to move forward. Hopefully, Operation Warp Speed will bring this uh, vaccine to fruition and it'll work as well as they've expect. They're expecting it right now. At least one of them will. There's several that look pretty promising. That's really the only that's the long term solution. The short term, we need to be able to have people out there doing what they need to do to keep their family alive. Uh, fed. I mean, Waffle House food is cheap, but, you know, you still got to have money to pay for it. I will say this. There's no freaking way I get through this weekend without going to Waffle House now after talking about it. I have I am so susceptible to advertising. Do you realize that if I listen to this show, I would be like, I, I would have Santifa Claus. I'd have Andrew Cuomo as awful. I'd have uh, Nancy Pelosi sucks pens. I would have the uh, it's not a riot. It's a mostly peaceful tree lighting. I'd have everything. The Students of America, it's great, whatever. Kamala Namala, senility now. I would have every single one of those things. You can have them too, 30% off right now at studosmerch.com. You can do that if you want. You don't have to, though, because we, the people in the media, our job, we've had a cushy time here, frankly. We've, you know, sitting here with a digital subscription service is actually a really good place to be. I haven't had to deal with every one of these lockdowns. And you know who else hasn't? Every single person on television. The people who keep coming into your living room telling you to control yourself, don't go see your family, don't live your life. Those people are not paying a price for this. A lot of people at home are. If that's you, have a good, healthy, safe Thanksgiving. Get to Waffle House, down your turkey, down your mac and cheese. And I don't know, maybe entertain putting a smile on your face for two seconds of 2020.
want to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee Company. You know, if I was watching this show, I would have, I would have the Black Rifle Coffee Club. I would. I would have already ordered it. Oh, wait, I do have it. Yes, I do. Black Rifle Coffee Club is uh, it's a great company. Um, they do coffee deliveries, the best coffee you're ever going to have. And they'll deliver it to your house, your workplace. Uh, if you happen to be going to workplace, if you don't have Gavin Newsom waiting outside your office to make sure you can't go inside, Black Rifle Coffee will be there. They will also help out the troops uh, this holiday season. They're going to be sending a bag of their holiday roast uh, to service members uh, currently deployed overseas. When you put an order in, they're going to be delivered by Christmas morning. These guys are veterans, so they know exactly what it means to have a quality cup of coffee when you're overseas and you're in active duty. Uh, they know it. Uh, they know what the best thing to get in the mail is. Uh, they know Black Rifle Coffee is it. Uh, if you want to support the cause, go to blackriflecoffee.com slash stew today to learn more. Visiting uh, blackriflecoffee.com slash stew gets you 20% off your coffee and gear, as well as 20% off the first month of the coffee club, which is awesome. Blackriflecoffee.com slash stew. Don't forget the slash stew part of the address because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Blackriflecoffee.com slash stew. Joining me now is the host of Chewing the Fat, right here on Blaze TV. Thank you. Of course, it's Jeffy Fisher. Jeffy, thanks for stopping. Thank in. you. Oh, Stu, anytime, anytime. <laughs> I'm for so you. glad you can make it. Happy Thanksgiving. Right, right back after you. I mean, you know, are you uh, making sure that all the people coming to your home are going to be socially distant? Oh yes, definitely. Making sure uh, that because this is uh, uh, the dramatic thing that we're seeing now I know. as we face Thanksgiving. Are you going to be get, having a gathering of some sort? Um, no. No. I've, I, like Andrew Cuomo, was happy to hear that my children didn't want to be with me. They love me so much that they didn't want to be with me. So uh, they're just saying no. That's what you think. <laughs> that's, that's what he said. That's what, that's said. what I think. Mm -hmm. I'm, I thought it sounded good. <laughs> that is a good way to... I, I do think this is an underappreciated part of all this COVID stuff. We many times don't like the people we see at these holidays and gatherings. So this is your chance to avoid well, them. It's the ultimate excuse. Right. I mean, well, that's, look, that's what the governor of uh, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon? Uh, has said. I mean, that's what she said, right? right. Uninvite uncle, the uncle that's the drunk, uninvite your yeah. aunts, do that. You know, so she wants, she wants uh, people to report people that are having too many people show up at, their homes right uh, like what was what, that process like what are you doing well she made it seem like it's like uh, when people are having parties at night and you call the police call the police okay i mean can the police have a thanksgiving too Could yeah. just give and isn't that a state that wants to defund the police <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i mean i guess some of these states are going to have to start uh, you know I guess deputizing the orange vest people yeah. that are reporting. So they'll be technically kind of like police, but not really. Well, it seems like the most Karen like societies around uh, among us are all the people who, who want to defund the police. And it's like yeah. you can't have the Karen viewpoint where you're calling the police over every little thing when you don't have a police department. Right. 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 It doesn't make much sense. Uh, no, it, it never doesn't. Does. And there, you know, the CDC guidelines with the Thanksgiving all want you to, uh, you know, most of the guidelines are 
COVID-related guidelines yeah. that they want you to go through every day anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, stay you know, socially distant, you know, wash right. your hands. If somebody comes to your home that uh, doesn't live there, make sure you stay six feet away from them or make them eat outside. Right. You know, bring their own food. Don't Oh, yeah, I like food. the uh, bring your own utensils. Yeah. Bring your own individual packets of, of condiments. Yeah. <laughs> What? Literally no one is doing that. No, no one. No one is doing that. There, There is one thing, one thing on the CDC guidelines that I went, I agree with. Really? That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a fan. It's a limit the amount of people in the food production area. Now, to <laughs> me, and, uh, that means my wife, darn the luck, will have to be in the kitchen by herself. She'll have to do all the work herself. Gosh darn yeah, it. That is really sad. I know. <laughs> I want to be in there. Yeah. But I can't. You're fighting hard to help. <laughs> you want to help do dishes. I do. But you just can't do I anything. Can't. Look, oh, man. You, go ahead and mash those potatoes on yeah. your own. Man, do I want to be in there helping. Because you love her enough to care. To not go in there with her. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. That's, That's really exactly nice. right. Thank <laughs> you. Do you think people are actually going to follow these things? I mean, I think people I, people want to be with their family, right? Their immediate family, for sure. Right. I, I, I'm guessing that, like you say, it's easy to tell, you know, Uncle Fred, ooh, man, wish you could be here, Fred. But <laughs> yeah, it's just that corona. And do we want you here? <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of nice. I mean, that's that's the benefit, right? That you don't have to be there. But I feel like if your immediate family is 12 people or 14 people or two people, that's who you're going to have, right? Yeah. I get, the, to put a number on it is really like, uh, how about no? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I just want you to know I was going to invite you to Thanksgiving this year, but coronavirus, oh, no. you know? Well, so can't I mean, do that. I could, and I know we're right here next to each other I right could, now, but we couldn't. I would be nervous. I think I think the secret to coronavirus passing is Thanksgiving. <laughs> so I don't want to risk your life on that. I, mean, one. I could, you know, make an exception, maybe. No, I don't think you, I don't think that's right. Uh, bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah, like it's. I think like I, I saw a poll that said that I think forty four percent of people normally just stay home, like they're not traveling. Right. Um, okay. And this year, that number is more like seventy two percent. So there's a okay. there's a gap there where people are doing it. But, yeah, there is. But there's but, but you know I think a lot of people are just gonna they're gonna risk it basically. Well, the reports were what 50 million still driving, something like that, right? Still driving. So they were saying that uh, people are still on the roadways, traveling. Yeah. Right? The, what what gets hit is the air travel. Yeah. And, I mean that's getting hit anyway, no matter where you go. Yeah. Let me ask you about this because this is like one of your little. This is like the Jeffy beat. Like, you know, Jeffy has a few things he reports on at all times. <laughs> License plates of random people on the yeah, Texas like highways. Yeah, like uh, there's a bunch of different things you report on. You have looked at, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the um, TSA data of how oh, yeah. many people are getting screened. What does that story tell over the pandemic? That they, I mean, they are really, really struggling, right? I mean, uh, with last year, the numbers were between... Always between this time of year, two and two and a half million mm-hmm. every day going every day. through the turnstiles of the TSA. And now they're lucky to get 900,000. That's the top number. I mean, during the heart of the lockdown, the lowest day was in the 80s. 80,000. Going through the turnstile. Two and a half million to 80,000. Right. And so there's still you still have the numbers from last year showing up. So you're looking at between, you know, a million five and two and a half million every day, every day. So they are shell shocked. 
How, I mean, let me uh, ask the inner Jeffy economist here for a second. How the hell do these companies, like these airlines, I know they've got some money from the government, but the, how are they staying afloat? I don't know. How are any of these places staying afloat? I don't know. They're, well, they're, they're, they're parking planes, right? And they're, uh, they're changing routes. And they also, like if I booked a flight last year, say, and I was going to go home or something, mm-hmm. they, they can change it on a whim, right? They say, oh, we don't have that flight anymore. You have to take this one. Um, and so they're trying to, trying to you know, button that down. And with their own rules and regulations, I mean, they're making lists of people that don't want to wear masks. You can't fly anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming soon will be they're going to want you to have a vaccine. Make sure you wear a mask. Did you get vaccine? No. Ooh, yeah. man. Great. Wish you could fly with us. I think it was Qantas announced that today, that policy. <laughs> OK, That's so there's I mean, there's one. There you go. Down the. I mean, we're already checking off the list of that. I kind of do expect that. One one interesting thing about the travel part, I've flown probably since the beginning of the pandemic, maybe three times uh, on various trips. And the thing I think I missed when looking at this from just not going to the airport anymore because you're not there is every restaurant, every kiosk, every newsstand. They're all dark. They're all gone. Uh, there's like, you know, you'll see like one Dunkin Donuts open and that's it in the entire airport. I mean, I went through uh, the Boston airport at one point. It was a, a wasteland. I mean, it was as if they had just built the thing. It was like, oh, you know, and none of the airlines had opened I mean, up yet. We've talked about it, you know, at, at length on this network, let alone, you know, chewing the fat and, and what's the name of the show? Uh, Stu Does America. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've talked about it at length, but I mean, those that's hundreds of thousands if not millions of jobs yeah just poof poof and i don't know unless the you know the vaccine if it's successful and maybe it, it, after okay yeah but it's going to take a while okay what is what's your vaccine vibe i mean are you are you a first in liner guy are I you I, I feel like yeah yeah i'm you, okay with yeah. taking it I feel you've like, had yeah. so many needles in you <laughs> Why would you? I'm not opposed no. to the dude. No, that's fine. I mean, I'm not opposed. And, the, and the one vaccine they have to store at like negative eight billion yeah. degrees yeah. below zero. Ninety-four degrees yeah. Fahrenheit. I below mean, zero. so you're, if you're going to be lucky if your arm just doesn't freeze and drop yeah. off. No, it's amazing your body can adjust to that. Actually, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I feel like yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm 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 kind of with Pat mm-hmm. that if they mandate it. I don't want to yeah, take it. You're pissed off. Yeah, I don't want to take it. This is what the government doesn't understand. I swear this is true. When people hear you got to do this, they don't want to do it. I know. This is America you're talking about. I, Just give people reliable information. Do your best to communicate it. Be we'll honest. Make our with own them. decisions. Make your own decisions. Amen. Mm. I, that, That's what it's supposed to be. Why can't politicians understand? I this? don't know. I mean, well, Cuomo, give me you know Cuomo, Gavin Newsom. You mentioned Oregon. All these blue states that are doing these crazy yes. things. Whitmer in Michigan. I mean, oh that's, that's your uh, old stopping ground there. I know. Are, a person in Michigan does not want to listen to this crap. No, they do not. Uh, but, you know, we say that, Stu. Mm-hmm. And we have a president-elect, yeah, you know, well. Joe Biden, that we're told mm-hmm. got more votes than anyone ever in history. <laughs> it's hard to believe. And it sure is. Uh, it sure is. But that be, if that's true, then... He's, yeah, right. Are we, do we believe that people don't want these, right. want this lockdown? Right. And there's this thing of like, if the 
government is, if, if the system is so corrupt in which they're stealing this election, you can't imagine the same system's going to overturn it for Trump. So, like, yeah, no way. regardless, we're oh probably going to see a President Biden here, even if we don't want to see it. Yeah. And he is talking about all these things, yeah. though I don't know what power he has to actually do it. Um, let me, bef- before we go on, and I don't, not that it holds Democrats back in any way, um, <laughs> uh, I want to, before we go, uh, what's a Jeffy Thanksgiving like? I, I mean, you know, obviously there's a lots of food, but what's different <laughs> about a Thanksgiving from a normal day for you? I mean, well, you got the parade, right? You always need so your parade. parade guy. You got the dog show. Dog show. I always wanted to be a dog runner, but then I got to think of it. <laughs> That's a scene directly out of the Christopher Guest movie. Jeffy running around as the dog handler is I absolutely. To be the dog handler. <laughs> oh my God, I can't even. Is it best in show? Is uh, yeah, uh, I, did I also hear that uh, my co-host that I have or my co-star? In mm-hmm. a Christmas twist is on this broadcast as well. Tonight. That's right. Yes. So, I mean, I didn't get a uh, chance Page. to see her. Yeah. Uh, in, in the in the green room. I know it's a classic Christmas movie. Uh, maybe we should tweet that out. Make sure people can see your incredible yeah. performance well, well, as the plumber uh, and uh, the hero of the tale. Really. Well, uh, you know, you talk. People are like, why don't you make more daring artistic choices? I made Jeffy the hero in the movie. That's the most artist. That's the most daring choice you could possibly make. I mean, look. Is an award-winning effort on my part. Mm-hmm. I, I broke ground in my acting career there, and you're welcome. Which uh, which award was was the one you won? You I know forgot. the yeah. the one, the one. You know the thing, <laughs> Joe Biden. Thing. You know the, the thing. thing. That, that the one. Thing. It certainly, I certainly didn't win the International Emmy. No, oh, like, don't start Andrew with me. Andrew Cuomo. Oh, don't start with me. We're right at the end of the interview. Oh, don't start with me. Uh, Jeff Fisher, a winner of the Chewing the Fat Award for Thank acting. Thank you. That's what it is. Star yeah. of a Christmas twist and a host here at Blaze exactly. uh, TV and Blaze Radio, appearing with Pat Gray, of course, uh, on Pat Gray Unleashed often, and as well as the podcast. You should definitely subscribe to it. Jeffy's got great stuff. Uh, you, I mean, every once in a while, uh, you know, you... Uh, every once in a while, I have a couple of things. A couple of things. You know the thing. Every once in a while, he has a couple of the things. You know the things. Jeffy, thanks so much for coming on the program. Happy Thanksgiving. Right back at you. All right, back in a second. I was going through 7-Eleven, which I do, you know, four or five times a day, and I was thinking to myself, how do I serve this audience better? How do I build back better? And I thought, right as I kind of popped into my mind, I passed the Bud Light Seltzer Ugly Sweater Christmas Pack. All new flavors of Bud Light Seltzer. First of all, why is it called Bud Light Seltzer? No one knows. Why not just call it a different brand? I mean, Bud Light is obviously a totally different thing. Don't think about that. Think about the fact that they have four bizarre flavors, and I thought maybe I could try them on the air. Is this an excuse for me to drink while I'm at work? Don't answer that. So this first one is cranberry. Now, I feel like cranberry, pretty basic one. Starting off on the easy side here. Bud Light Seltzer Cranberry from the Ugly Sweater Pack, available now. Not, not a great start. It's not great, I'll tell you. Not fantastic. Okay, but, you know, that's a basic one. Let's go to the next one. We're going to up it a little bit, get a little bit more holiday. What's that? I'll give this one a, a 4 out of 10, by the way. Uh, 4 out of 10. Oh, yeah, if you want to do it like that, okay. Next up, apple crisp. Apple crisp. I am a big apple crisp guy in real life. We have an apple crumb pie every Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm very excited about uh, that possibility. Not quite as excited about this after drinking the first one. Here is Bud Light Seltzer Apple Crisp. 
Oh, my God. That's so weird. Oh, my God. It tastes like apple crumb pie, apple crisp. It really tastes like it. They nailed that flavor. Now, that being said, nailing a flavor, I mean, like if it was just like a, an apple tasting seltzer, it probably would taste pretty decent. I got to say, like, I can taste the crust. That's what you can like. <laughs> I mean, the flavor is there. I, they did nail it. But you don't want to drink apple crisp. That's not what it's for. Oh, I could not drink a whole one of those. I'll give that a two out of ten. Now we're getting weird. Next up, ginger snap. Now, I don't know. Is this going to be terrible or okay? I kind of feel like the ginger snap one, maybe like a, it's almost like a Moscow mule, maybe. Like you're getting a little ginger beer type of taste. Here it is. Bud Light Seltzer, ginger snap. All right. That one's not terrible, actually. It does have that's a little bit of a Moscow mule vibe to it. Um, if you if like if you have this, is that a party? Uh, Ginger Snap might be the one to go with. And this last one I am not optimistic about whatsoever. Bud Light Seltzer Peppermint Patty. Oh, my. I can't even imagine what this is going to taste like. That's not terrible, actually. It tastes like a peppermint patty. They did a good job with these flavors. I will say, like, they're just not, the cranberry one is just really weak. I mean, a fruit-flavored one should be easy. The apple crisp one tastes like apple crisp, but no one wants to drink apple crisp in a seltzer, so it's just not good. The ginger snap is not terrible. This is the exact reverse of how I thought this would turn out. And then the peppermint patty might be the best one. Hold on, let me try it again. I gotta go a little bit long here because that's not bad. Here, let me do this for you, just to entertain you. A little bit of cranberry, a little bit of apple crisp, a little bit of ginger snap, all mixed up, a little bit of peppermint patty. What is it like to drink the entire Bud Light Ugly Sweater pack at once? This, I do this for you, audience, because I love you. Here we go. Oh, my God, there's so many things happening. Oh, that's like an entire Lord of the Rings movie in like nine seconds. Too many things happening there. Here's how I would rank them. Uh, I think number one, Peppermint Patty, shockingly. Number two, Ginger Snap, shockingly. Probably number three, Cranberry. Number four, Apple Crisp. It's available now wherever you get your Bud Light Seltzer, which you're getting for a reason I don't understand. Uh, back in a second. It always tastes best in your Andrew Cuomo is awful.com cup. Trying to buy or sell a home in these times can be challenging, almost as challenging as drinking four consecutive bizarre tasting seltzers uh, while you're on television. That's why you need a real estate agent you can uh, come and trust and believe in and know is going to actually take care of your transaction in a sensible, reliable, honest way. You need real estate agents I trust.com. Glenn started this company. Quite a while ago, because he wanted to make sure that when you went through your most important transaction uh, financially that you're ever going to have in your life, you have someone who's capable, someone who's honest, someone you can trust, someone you can believe in, someone you know is working hard for you and not leaving you out, you know, uh, by the side of the road uh, in a situation you don't want to be in. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, get more information at realestateagentsitrust.com. Sell your house fast and for the most money. Or if you're looking to buy, get the best possible price. Realestateagentsitrust.com. I'm joined now by Lisa Page, the purveyor of the Lisa Page Made Me Do It brand 
podcast. Incidentally, my wife, she's got an Instagram page that you should go follow, of course. Lisa, I, I saw you over on the Chad Prather show. You seem to be on all the time. Uh, is this your new job? I would like to know for just accounting reasons. Yes, it's my new job. It is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, we had a fun time this week doing uh, Chad's show together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I was a little worried that they were they're going to spring something on me because uh, every time I hear rumors, I always get rumors uh, and, and and accusations from listeners being like they were talking about you on the Chad Prather show. Well, it's always just about your vegetarian vegetarianism ways. <laughs> yes, and they always ask me, "Is it really true? Do you only eat rice cakes and cream cheese?" And I said, "Yes," <laughs> which is, is is odd because. You don't get to look like this with rice cakes and cream cheese normally. You usually I'm, have to eat a lot of it's bacon. It's your staple. But yeah, that is my staple. It's your staple. Um, we have Thanksgiving coming up this mm-hmm. week. Uh, tomorrow, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm wearing my baggy shirt. This is going to be one of many yeah, with the balloon sleeves. Because people will look at you and say, okay, uh, first of all, why the hell is she with him? <laughs> and then secondly, um, you, you think that you eat nothing but lima beans. But that's not true. I mean, you, you actually, I would say you eat more ice cream I than do. anyone in the household. I do. And the kids know it, too. Oh, yeah. They're like, sometimes, I'm like, don't stop telling people that. They're like, sometimes mommy just has ice cream for dinner. It's true. She's like, don't. And you know what? Honestly, Bluebell, they should let me endorse them. Like, I should be getting paid because all I do is talk about them and tag them. It's my ice cream of choice. It is. You love the Bluebell. I do. Um, uh, Are you, I mean, I know you're worked up about the COVID Thanksgiving things. Have you talked to people around, like your friends from around the country? We've moved a hundred times. Are people feeling the, the stress of all this? Um, no, not my friends. No. no. I think that people are just getting together normal. I think they'd be freaked out about like all the, all the weird restrictions from the governors and all this stuff. Well, I think some are, but I think most of like my, my friends and some of our togetherness yeah. friends, um, are just getting together or they're keeping it smaller. It's not like going to be a huge blowout Thanksgiving, like normal. Cause I'm not worried. About, I'm not necessarily meaning like they're worried about getting COVID. Cause I know, you know, that's not, that's not necessarily what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of like. I, like we, you know, we have friends who live in Pennsylvania right. and they cannot stand this governor yeah. because he's shutting down all their fun. Yeah. And I feel like that's happening all across the country. Yes. Uh, actually, someone just messaged me earlier today and said, it is, you better be happy that you live in Texas because they have mm. just shut down alcohol sales tonight. I think she says starting at 5 p.m. through tomorrow morning, Thanksgiving morning, 8 a.m. No alcohol will be sold in Pennsylvania. And you can't survive a, th- a Hollywood, uh, you know, family Thanksgiving without alcohol. Right, right. It's obviously key uh, to the entire day. Um, I, I think that's, that's really interesting because, you know, there's, a, there's sort of that, that way that people go about this where they're trying to, like, connect to anything that makes them happy. Right. Any little, like, sign of happiness that they can dig up in the middle of this crazy freaking year, people are trying to connect with. And then, you know, you got the Cuomos of the world and the Gavin Newsoms of the world saying, no, how dare you? Well, I was saying earlier, like for Thanksgiving, this is everything's been so inconsistent. Everything's been, this whole year has been a wash. Everything awful has been yeah. happening over there over this year. Um, and I think that the, the one thing people want is they just want to be with their family or at least the family members they like. Yeah. Maybe not creepy like Uncle Joe, right, right. but they want to be with like some of their family members. And, and, you know, to be living in a state like California or Pennsylvania where you're not allowed to like, you know, they're they're basically um 
threatening that they're going to fine you and they're going to send the cops out to arrest you because you ha- can't have more than 10 people in there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, I kind of feel like it's a good excuse, though. Like, if you don't like one of the people in your family, you can just be like, ah, you know what? We're just worried about COVID. COVID. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Stay home. You can't come this year. Or you're like, just set your, 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 your timer for 15 minutes. And you're like, okay, thanks, Aunt, Aunt Susan. Bye. And, right. like, move it along. Yeah. <laughs> I like that because you'd be like, uh, well, you know, I noticed you had 10 people over for Thanksgiving. Why didn't, well, look, I'm sorry. They limited the gatherings to 10. You were just outside that uh, number. I apologize. Um, uh, I want to also talk to you about your escapades with uh, a certain book. We've had you on before to talk about this. The Ibram X. Kendi book, Anti-Racist Baby. Now, he is famous for writing a book called How to Be an Anti-Racist and is a left-wing lunatic, straight-out lunatic, uh, a guy who, as we've talked about, has endorsed discrimination just endorsed it, said the only cure for past discrimination is present discrimination. The only cure for present discrimination is future discrimination. A guy who's saying we should discriminate against people because we feel we've been wronged in the past. Mm-hmm. This guy writes a kid's book for babies, for babies. You went and hit it, turned it around, maybe put it on a different shelf at a Target. Yeah, I would do it again. I keep telling this to people. I will do it again. Next, actually, next time, I think when I find it, I'm going to take it into the trash section yeah. of Target and just dump them all in one of the nice trash barrels. But anyway, um, so apparently this one person uh, up in Philadelphia who originally, remember, this was a big deal a couple months ago, mm-hmm. uh, had called me out on Twitter about how triggered this white woman was. This white woman, imagine being triggered by a baby buck. Yeah, right. And blew it up into this whole big thing. And so for a couple of days, as you know, like I was just, these people were coming out of the woodwork, just hammering me and, and just spamming all of my pictures on Instagram and saying the worst things ever. And then it kind of faded away. Uh, and and I, I, apparently this one girl, I don't know, maybe she just wasn't feeling like validated enough or something and needed to like <laughs> more do something. Yeah, do mm-hmm. something. Because this is what people, I've learned now. This is what people do um, that want more attention. People that are easily offended or triggered or whatever, they just, they want to be validated. So what they do is they just go and cause trauma to somebody else who's really not done anything to them. I've never met this girl personally. Um, and so that's what they, that they just, that's the way they want to bring attention back to themselves so they can be like, look at me. I called this person out. Everybody go over and message her. Yeah. And well, it gives you a little bit of, of validation. It gives you a little bit of, uh, you feel like you're doing You feel something. powerful. I yeah. feel like you feel like you, you have a little bit of power. Yeah. So in this case, we didn't do TikTok. This girl went the tick or, or we didn't go the Twitter route. Mm-hmm. We went the TikTok route this time. Ah. So that's where she got me. Yeah, but I mean, so you get spammed again with a bunch of hateful comments. So this girl takes my the video, the video from, yep, the video from my original, like two months ago, three months ago, takes it off of my TikTok page, which is, by the way, illegal. Like, you can't really do that, mm-hmm. but she did. Mm-hmm. And then she used this little application on TikTok called Stitch, where she just basically the video is playing behind her and she's like pointing out that I am this racist mother who is like triggered by this book. So then all her idiotic followers who don't know anything about Ibram Kennedy have now again, this is a second wave of trolls that have come over to my Instagram and have just completely tried to like take it down. But I would like to say that number one, my podcast is ranked higher because of this and I've gained more followers. And that's the, that's the tough part because I I struggle with that a little bit myself and that 
getting people pissed off at you, and you didn't do this intentionally, you just, you just thought it was funny. Yeah, it, um, yeah. And, and so people fire back at you, and you have this sort of controversy, and it's annoying, right? You gotta block people or whatever you have to I do. I did a lot of reporting, a lot reporting, reporting of accounts, because right. there were some, there some really bad, there were some yeah. mean stuff, yeah. yeah. Really, really threatening type of yeah. types of things. But at the end of the day, you come down and you say, well, this probably helps your business, right? It helps your brand. It helps people come to find you and locate you online and, and, and see your stuff. Is it a positive? Is, is this a good way of, of going back and forth with, you know, both sides of the aisles doing this to each other all the time? But the thing is, I'm not doing it to anybody. I'm yeah. literally, I'm, I, yeah, I called out this, are, I know, but I mean, I'm calling out this book because it, it is racist. It's completely racist. Uh, I mean, when you advocate for discrimination, yeah. that's racism, right? That's what I always thought it was. Right? It's like white fragility for babies. Yeah. Like, what three-month-old is going to look at another child and be like, I don't want to crawl and play with the baby because it's, uh, you know, yeah. of the color of its skin. Uh, but in the end, I feel like it has helped me because I've actually, and you were, last night we were talking or a couple nights ago and I was reading you a message that I got from a guy, a black man that was like, I just saw this girl call you out. I came over to your Instagram and I, as a black man, like I am not triggered. I don't think what you did was racist at all. As a matter of fact, like I think what you did was awesome. Like, yeah. thank you for doing it. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And, and I think there's, there's something to do with just a lack of knowledge, right? Right. People see the words anti-racist baby. Why would you be upset at a baby that isn't racist? First right. of all, babies are never racist. Yeah. They're just the babies. Yeah. Um, but why would you be triggered by that? Well, if you know anything about the topic, if you know about the author, if you know about what he really believes, you're talking about a very dangerous thing. Target has a section. We saw it the other night. Yeah. A section. Here, how learn to about anti-racism. Yeah. And again, being against racism is, of course, something that's good. But that's not what this is. This is a left-wing ideological movement that has been pushed into freaking Target through sort of branding. They branded anti-racism as a thing, when in reality what it is is hardcore, nutcase, yeah. uh, intellectual uh, academia that is, is thrusting itself into our kids' rooms. It's insane. Yeah. And that's why we had to hide. The, that's why we had that's to hide, hide the book. Right? I will say that I have been tagged in many posts that of, of people that have hid the book, too. <laughs> so thank you. Keep hiding the book. Well, so this is a, there's a funny addendum to this story because we went to um, a, a breakfast place, a, a national breakfast uh, chain. And we're there and we're talking about this. People are like, you know, saying all sorts of terrible things to you and threatening you and everything else. And we're just kind of discussing it ourselves. Well, apparently, I was filling you in. You were filling us in. You were away. Yeah. Yes. And so apparently uh, the guy who works at the restaurant overhears this. You got to tell the story. So I'm explaining to you all these hateful comments that I had been getting and our waiter overheard me apparently he overheard the part of me telling you like what do I do I'm like reporting these people I'm trying to block these people blah 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 mm -hmm. he hears that part so then he comes over to our table and uh he goes you know what I know I know how you can stop them I know how you can stop these people from like you know totally trolling your pages you've got to create burner accounts you have to start you have to start stalking out these people that are threatening you you need to create burner accounts so you can keep an eye on them um but he but he took it to a whole nother level and at this point Point, you and I are like what? Yeah. And wait, didn't he? What did he? Who did he work for? He was like. Well, so it was interesting because he said he's going through this whole thing, and I'm, I don't know, I can't. It's hard to read the guy, and I'm thinking, is this guy conservative? Is he with us or is he? Is like, he against right. us? Yeah. He gets about halfway into this, and he's talking about he's creating burner accounts to target people who say things he doesn't like. And then he says, and you know, you, he says something like, you don't want to piss off an anti-fascist with a lot of time on his hand. Right. Like, so he says he's an Antifa, Antifa guy. Antifa, right? yeah. He says it several times. And so we're, 
we're being waited on for omelets by an Antifa guy. I don't think he ever knew I hid, I hid this anti-racist baby book. But we're going along. I'm like, oh, really? Tell me more. Yeah. So he said, um, oh, I got somebody fired. I got a guy fired. I go, what do you mean? How did you do this? How, uh, tell me. I can't believe that, like, Antifa is telling me how he's doing it. So he's basically cracking into all these accounts. And what they do... Pro tip is you follow someone and then if your profile is set to public, these people can like find find out more about you. Look up where you live. This guy went as far as uh, Google mapping and then getting on Google Earth, finding this guy's house. He's trying to target this guy who apparently said something about a transgendered person. I don't know. But, but the guy that was waiting on us was telling us mm-hmm. he's the one that like looked up this other guy's information. The guy lives in California, found out where the guy lived, Google Earthed his house, yeah. sent him a message and was like, hey, is this where you live? Then went as far as buying KKK books, sending the book to his house, sending the book to where he worked. Mm-hmm. And then this guy tells us, now, who knows if this is even true? Right. right. We, you know, I mean, it's Antifa telling us the story. But right. he says that right. he got the guy fired because he sent these books. He was to getting his, KKK books delivered K- to his work. To his work. Yeah. Right. And he was so proud of it. And if they think about how insane this is, like this is a guy we don't know. We he had only overheard part of the conversation, which part of it was blatantly conservative, right? Like we were not trying to hide what we were, what side we were on on this. Yeah. And the guy says he's getting people fired from their jobs and and leaking false information about them mm-hmm. and and proudly saying it to us at his workplace mm-hmm. uh, as we're having a friggin' omelet. I mean, it was a weird, that was a weird thing. But it, it, I think in some ways it's, it's really uh, illustrate, it, it illustrates kind of like what the reality is, which is like you feel a lot of times when you're getting attacked online that there's this army of people coming after you. So often yes. it's a couple of dopes mm-hmm. with not a lot of time on their hands, yes. with tons of time on their hands and nothing to do except harass you and try to make you feel bad. And if you kind of put it in that perspective, like this is probably some guy who's selling omelets during the day. It makes you feel a lot more, a lot more sane about it because it, 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 it can drive you crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I definitely re- I've realized these last two like spurts of just co- constant like attention with this book because everyone's like, it's gone viral on TikTok. And I'm like, good. Yeah, I'm, that's the goal, you idiot. Yeah, you post it keep intentionally. It, keep it. Keep <laughs> it going viral, you morons. Yeah. But what I what I think is so interesting is that like we internalize these hateful like messages that we get so much deep, like more deeply than we would if someone were to pass me by and say, oh my gosh, I saw you on Chad's show, I love you, or I love following your account. Yeah. Like, that just kind of... That's no, nice, it, but it brushes so nice. over you. It just, yeah, it brushes over you, but then you get one message that's like, we're watching you, you know, yeah. you racist piece of uh-uh. Yeah. And it, it, it does take a toll. And you think about, you know, we've both been in the media for a long time. You talk about a 14-year-old girl in high school starts getting this sort of harassment. Oh, yeah. A kid, you know, in eighth grade is getting this sort of harassment. How can they possibly handle it? This is why, Zach and Ainsley, if you're watching right now, you will never have a phone until you leave the home and you're an adult on your own. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, I don't see how any kid could deal with it. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, this is, this is exactly why we talked about, we did a three-part podcast. I did, and then you came on for my third um, episode of social media with kids and how they just can't even process yeah. this stuff. It's like, I am an, a, a 42-year-old woman, and I'm like, this person thinks I slept with a loaded gun when you were away under our bed. Like, under because that's how scary some of these messages were. So I can't imagine for like a 12 or 13 year old little girl yeah. to get these messages, you know, I mean. Screwed up world. No. Screwed up. Uh, that podcast is available on your podcast feed. If you search Lisa Page Made Me Do It on mm-hmm. iTunes or wherever else you get your podcast, you can listen uh, to that. Also, uh, Instagram page 
Uh, Lisa Page made me do it. Make sure to follow the LP machine. Lisa Page right there. Uh, and uh, where else? Anything else they should uh, go follow or do? No, just in- just Instagram and podcast would be fabulous. That would be great. Uh, Lisa you. Page made me do it on all your favorite platforms. Lisa, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. <laughs> that was very official. <laughs> We're married, but that's how we talk to each other all We the always time. talk to each other like this. <laughs> Back in a second. After having a moment to think about it, uh, I must uh, dis- disclose that uh, I have a little re- re- a reversal in the order. Uh, number one, ginger snap. Number two, peppermint patty. Number three, cranberry. Number four, apple crisp for posterity. Um, also, I want to tell you about, uh, one more time, make sure you go order this new Christmas stuff. It's up on the website now, stewdoesmerch.com. Stewdoesmerch.com. You have the Santifa Claus. What happens when Santa Claus and Antifa combine? You have Santifa Claus. This is going to be the hit of your ugly sweater party, I think. Uh, and then in addition, we have, uh, look, this uh, it's not a riot. It's just a mostly peaceful tree lighting. You're going to love this stuff. We will uh, see you after the holiday. Have a great Thanksgiving.